Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Here we are, November 7th. I forgot yesterday to give a shout out to Ethan Crozier for his birthday. Did he have a birthday yesterday? He did. I probably forgot about it because, you know, he grew up and got married and left. And, well, he's, he's, he's his own man and he struck out on his own. Yeah, yeah. Is he, I hope too, is he too old to ask how old? He Oh, good night. So this is 2023. He is 24? 24. 24. Ooh, 24. But today, this is why I remembered it today, because yeah. I have another child who is living at home, and it's Trina's birthday today. <gasps> and she is 16, so watch out, drivers. Are you telling me that you remembered Trina's birthday? I, well, I do, because she lives at home. She lives at home. <laughs> and she reminds me. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, You know, Ethan, I know. I know he's kind of the middle child, and that's the joke at my house. The, the middle kid, we always forget about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's it. But yeah, here we go. So happy birthday, kiddos. Yeah, and happy birthday to Trina today. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, John 9 John is where 9, we are. That's right. So you today I was going to read. Yes, I'll be reading from the New King James Version today. I'm going to read John 9, verses 1 through 7. John 9, verses 1 through 7. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world." When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. He went and washed and came back seeing. And came back seeing. What a fantastic event that occurs here here, as we pointed out yesterday, the disciples are asking about this man's soul or, or about uh, sin, and Jesus says that's not what it's about. It's about the works of God, and then he displays the works of God, though yeah. we do see the great work of God in faith later. That's what we talked about yesterday. I have said, and I still stand by, that almost all miracle stories are supposed to be salvation stories or mm-hmm. teach us things and give us insight to salvation. I get that. I mean, because you, you, have a, you start with a bit big problem there's a miracle and then there's a deliverance there's certainly that and especially when you have these healings because the recognition that the word salvation uh, that that we call salvation was itself originally uh, it was more that term of healing and wholeness Mm -hmm. making something that was broken fixed making something that was sick better making okay. something that was corrupted whole mm-hmm. and so so you would see I, I mean you it wasn't necessarily a miracle word I mean even if somebody just if somebody had just gone to see a doctor and yeah you know yeah you know, rubbed the herb on it and it got better ah you know that's that's healing that's wholeness that's yeah. being made well in fact there are places where that same word is used and even in our English translations it's translated having been made 
well. Uh, so it's 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 very much a medical kind of term. Well, and I can see the connection to salvation or picture of salvation, particularly since in this text, the question is about sin, isn't it? Yeah. Sin and its consequences. Right. So that kind of leads us to think in those those terms. So so we find on a spiritual level, made whole is salvation. We often use the metaphor of sin with sin sickness. Mm-hmm. And so we, we even see that metaphor there. So being made whole, the corruption of sin is purified. Somebody is made whole. The, mm-hmm. the bones which are broken rejoice. Now back from the psalmist as he would talk about his sins and being delivered and being forgiven. And so that's, again, being made whole. So a lot of these, a lot of these, in fact, I'm going to say, man, all of them, or at least almost all of them, give us some kind of insight. And I think we see that here, uh, especially because look at this. Well, I was just okay. What are you say? I I know you're ready to jump in. I just set the table a little bit more. I didn't didn't even breathe. (laughs) I didn't even pause for breath. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, it just and again, this the the verbiage surrounding this particular miracle is one that uh, Christians and and hymn writers have really latched onto to make it about salvation to bring that lesson through. I was blind, but now, but now I, I see. I was blind, but now yeah, I see. And that's yeah, that's that's Amazing Grace right yes, there. Yes, yeah. have, have you ever seen that movie Amazing Grace? No, no. I, I've I've read several different versions of the song, but no, I've not seen well, the movie. The, the movie is pretty fantastic. And right now, is it, is it John Newton was the slave driver? Is that was was that the name of the guy? Correct. And so, as he's an old man, he is losing his sight and he is blind. And they they have a scene where I think as Albert Finney was playing him and and uh, the uh, William Wilber William, William Wilberforce, Wilberforce right is talking to him. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of this interaction is stylized for that movie. And of course, yeah. that movie is about getting rid of the slave trade in England. Right. Yeah. The abolitionist. And William Wilberforce goes to meet again. I think it's John Newton is the author here. And who knows if I'm getting that right. But, uh, um, and there he is, he's a blind man and he's talking to him about things. And, and this character just talks about, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know, but one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's that, it's that, um, you know, he's talking about while he'd been a slave trader, he, mm-hmm. he, he thought he was making all kinds of money and it was great. but he realized he was blind. Yeah. And now he sees, and yeah. it's really powerful because biologically he's actually blind when he's saying that. That is, and so it's it's you know he he would rather have the sight at that point that he had than the sight he had while yeah. he was a slave trader. Yeah, that's nah, it's a it's a powerful little scene. Well, and of course when when you have the apostle Paul, Saul's conversion is recorded in Acts chapter nine. Yeah, there is the blindness, right. but then you know the scales come off, and he's yes. able to see again, and he's baptized, and he's a Christian. Yeah, I don't know much, but I know I was blind and now, now I, see. I see and that's, that's a, beautiful that's a fantastic thing so yeah so here we have that it's this it's the salvation picture and uh, again not it's not a salvation picture because Jesus is doing something about this man's sin Jesus says what he's going through is not about his sin but the being made whole the biologically whole is a mirror for the being spiritually made whole and I just want us to see the process that happens here and that is is that Jesus puts some mud on his eyes and he says you go to this pool and you wash mm-hmm. and interestingly here in the story Jesus doesn't actually promise him healing he just tells him to go do this and, I, and the man goes and does it I think what we have here is here's a man who uh, he has faith in the promise behind the command Mm -hmm. okay something's going to happen i've just heard this fellow say we're going to see some works of god and so he's told me to go wash i'm going to go do what he said he told me to go wash i'm going to go wash here's my question for you andrew when did the man receive his sight 
Well, it looks like it was after he washed, as I'm reading that verse. You, you mean it didn't happen when he just turned around and decided to go wash? No, it doesn't say that. What do you think would have happened if on his way to the Pool of Siloam, he had gotten distracted and wandered off and never actually made it to the Pool of Siloam and washed? I guess he'd still have that mud on his eyes. Okay. <laughs> It'd be dark. You know, if he got He'd distracted and never washed in the Pool of Siloam, and the mm-hmm. next day he wakes up and just takes his bath wherever he does or whenever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I doubt there was a daily bathing going on at that time. But, uh, you know, he washes it off. Is, is, is he going to be healed then? Mm, no. No, because that's not no. what Jesus said. Um, you know, it's not he, he wasn't healed at the moment that he believed Jesus was going to heal him. Yeah. He wasn't healed as he turned and headed on the way. He mm. wasn't healed uh, just because he had a mo- He was healed because he went and did what Jesus said. That's right. That's he went and, it, and it's and it's actually said over and over again in this story because they can't believe him. They're like, OK, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, tell me again what happened. Tell me again what happened. He's <laughs> yeah. like, look, I'm telling you. He put mud on my eyes. He told me to go wash. I washed, and now I see. I, can, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's sold like three times yeah, throughout this right. chapter. He's that's like, right. and it, it reminds me, you know, we, we lose something at the house. And so, you know, Marita's like, I can't find my keys. Or maybe I'm like, I can't find my keys. And, and one of us is like, okay, where's the last place you remember having them? Okay, so I did this, 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 and this. And then so we're looking around, and, and we can't find it. And so then we, again, okay, 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 okay. Where was the last place you found your key? You had your keys. And you, we'll, we'll do that three or four times until we actually find the keys. But it's like, will you stop asking me that? <laughs> I've already told you. You know, what? one of the things that I, I think about is here's a fellow who's born blind and his parents say, yeah, he was, he was born, he was blind. born blind. blind. That's him. And, uh, w- you know, walking to the pool of Siloam, ever how far away from that, surely he had to be led to kind of make his way there. Sure. But as far as going back and returning... He now has seeing everything, everything for the, for the first, first time. time. Yes. For the first time. Yeah. What an amazing journey that would have been walking back and seeing everything. Yes. I just it boggles my mind. Here's why I bring up this and I'm and I'm trying to drive this home and just be very pointed about what's happening because I, I hear this. This sounds to me a whole lot like what we find in Acts two thirty eight when the people cry out, Men and brethren, what should we do? And Peter mm-hmm. says to them, Repent. And be baptized, baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Spirit. And they are immediately, about 3,000 of them, are immediately baptized in water. And That's I appreciate right. when we get to Acts twenty two 16, you've already brought up Saul. Right, yes. And his blindness that he mm-hmm. had. When Ananias comes to him and starts talking to him, he preaches the gospel to him. He explains what God's plans are for him. And then he says this in Acts twenty two sixteen: why do you wait? Mm-hmm. Arise and be baptized and Wash away your sins. What we have is a command in Scripture to go wash. Mm -hmm. And if we will go wash, we will come back healed and whole. We will come back seeing. And people today push against that. I I just want to point out that when, when will we be made to see? When will we be made whole? When will we be healed? When we hear the command, mm-hmm. when we believe the promise in the command, and when we believe it enough to go actually submit to the yeah. command. And that's when we will come back healed and whole and saved, not before. We really are getting a very consistent teaching about faith and what it means to believe Jesus throughout this Gospel of John, and that it is not just mental assent. 
there is more than that. It is an understanding of a teaching and it is an assent, a trust, but it is also an obedience. I think, again, you know, something that we pointed out when we were reading through John 3 In John 3 and verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And yet when you get towards the end of that same chapter, uh, as John the Baptist is teaching and explaining about faith, I think it's verse 36, he who believes in the son has everlasting life and he who does not obey the son uh, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Didn't, These th- things go together. Didn't we say when we were back there that we had kind of determined that in verse 36, that's actually even John the author breaking in to explain? Uh, at least that's a possibility. I think, yeah, I think it, we've no, it certainly to, is a possibility. E- yeah. Either way, yeah. I mean, here's here's this lesson. But either way, it's the point that what we have is if you want to, if you want to, you can't say you believed until you've obeyed. That's right. And, this is the, this is the saving faith, it, an obedient faith, an yeah, active faith. Okay, I'll get it out here. <laughs> in the in the scripture in the New Testament, there's not a distinction between believers and submitters. Yeah, good point. Uh, you know, we're we're going to get into Acts, and we're going to see Paul and Silas in prison, and there's going to be that whole event that happens with the earthquake, and then uh, the jailer will wash their wounds, and he'll say, "Well, what must I do to be saved?" And they'll they'll teach him, and yeah. they'll say, "You and your whole family, if you'll you know believe and." And then they go get baptized. You know, the interesting thing is they say, if you believe you and your whole family will be saved, what do they do? In the same hour of the night, they go get baptized. And it's after they're baptized that they say, we have believed. Yeah. It's it's not yeah. until that moment when they went and washed that they claimed mm. that they had mm-hmm. believed. Mm-hmm. I think about the Ethiopian eunuch as Philip is just preaching from Isaiah and going through the scripture and teaching him the gospel. And the eunuch himself, having just heard this gospel message about Jesus, somehow he picked up on, oh, look, there's water. Can I get baptized? Yeah, what's keeping me from being baptized? And th- there's that realization that, that if I believe, I'm going to submit. Mm-hmm. I think we need to recognize this. So let me just turn now away from you, Andrew, and turn to okay. everybody who's listening. Okay. We, we want to, we hope to produce and help and grow faith in you. But understand, if you want to truly claim to be a believer, you need to wash. You need to go and be washed and wash away your sins. And so we're going to ask you, what are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. If you can help, if you want us to help with that, please email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Or, or, or come show up at our assemblies and classes. We meet on Wednesday night and on Sundays. You can look at our website for times and location, uh, christiansmeethere.org. We want to help you out so much. Let's just go ahead and wrap up with a word of prayer. Glorious God, thank you for healing us. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you for the promise that said that if we will look to Jesus, lift it up on that cross and surrender to him and give our allegiance to him in faithful, repentant baptism, being immersed in water and raised to walk in new life, that you will heal us. You will make us whole. And I pray that that this episode will get into the heart and mind of someone out there who has not done that yet, but who will be convicted by hearing your word to surrender and turn their lives over to Jesus. Whether we ever hear about them or not, we'd love to meet them. We'd love to help them with that. But whether we ever hear about it or not, we, we pray that this will get to someone who needs to hear this message and that they will surrender to you. They will bow the knee before King Jesus and give him their allegiance and baptism. It's through our King Jesus that we pray this. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. 
I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.